Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Hey, hey, BA fam, it's Mandra back for another week of BA Q&A. Um, thank y'all so much for your support of the show. If y'all really want to support the show, why don't you hop over to iTunes right now and leave us a five-star review? We actually do a brand new highlight every Friday if you go to Instagram at Brown Admission Podcast, where we are actually shouting out some of our listeners who have taken the time to leave us a review. So you don't want to miss that BA fan spotlight on Friday. And if you want to have a uh, chance at being shouted out by the show on IG. Definitely go to iTunes, leave us a five-star review, tell a friend, tell a friend, take a screenshot of the show, post it on IG and tag us at Brown Ambition Podcast. You can also tag me at Mandy Money. It really helps get the word out about the show and just lets everyone know that you are a B- part of the BA fam. All right, so let's shake up this mailbag and see what kind of questions y'all have this week. I've got a really interesting mix. I'm loving all the career questions. Y'all keep them coming. Also got a question about when's the right time to use credit unions. Got a question from a listener who's in the process of adopting a family member's child. So very interesting stuff this week. Again, if y'all want to send us a question, hit us up at brownambitionpodcast at gmail.com or go directly to IG at Brown Ambition Podcast, and you can send us a DM with your question there. Our first question comes from listener Ashley from the Gram. She says, Mandy, how do you manage new job jitters when you're moving into a corporate space as a career changer? What rituals have you developed to manage imposter syndrome? All right, Ashley, I feel this deeply because I think anyone who's starting a new job, especially if you're starting a new job and you've switched career paths or you're in a different industry or even just joining a new company, it can be stressful. But what I like to do is kind of turn it on its head and look at it this way. Nobody knows anything about Ashley. They don't know where you've been. They don't really know what you've done. They are getting the first impression of you right now. So really take that as like an opportunity, an opportunity for a fresh start, an opportunity to do things a little bit differently than you did at your previous job. So sitting down and thinking through, you know, what are some of the things that I wish I had done at my previous job that I kind of want to do differently here? For me, a big one was boundaries. So setting boundaries when I started a new job, the first 30 days of your new job, that's when you really tell people, you know, here's how I like to work. Here is where I keep my boundaries. And when I say boundaries, I mean, Are you going to be the person who's available at 9 p.m. to answer emails or even later? Are you going to be the person who's, you know, awake in the morning at 5 a.m. and they're going to get a response from you? 
those are little signals that you can send to your manager or your colleagues that's going to tell them, oh, you know, Ashley is available all the time. So I should not feel any kind of way about hitting her up on Slack or texting her or sending her an email you know, with an urgent, quote unquote, urgent question whenever I want to. Um, So in those first 30 days, think about how you want to work and what kind of boundaries do you want to set? For me, it was really important to, you know, establish, okay, I'm going to be available online between the hours of nine to let's say 4.30 when that's my cutoff time for when I have to go pick up my kid and making sure that everyone knows that. And if I want to, you know, set aside an hour or two once the baby is down to answer some emails, that's fine. But really be careful about what signals you're sending to people in terms of how they can communicate to you when you're starting a new job. Now, as far as imposter syndrome, no one really knows what's going on inside your head, which can kind of be some comfort. So when you show up, you know, no one is thinking, oh, Ashley is nervous. You know, Ashley is not sure if she can do this job. It's fine. And it is normal to have those feelings of, oh, crap, I'm in a new role. Am I actually going to be able to do this? Or is someone going to tap me on the shoulder in a week and be like, oh, Ashley, I don't know if it's a good fit. That's probably not going to happen. But I just want to normalize this idea of having imposter syndrome. And I would love to take this opportunity too. If you guys haven't checked out this article in the Harvard Business Review, um, it is called Why We Have to Stop Telling Women That They Have Imposter Syndrome. This is a wonderful article. It's actually the number one or one of the number one read articles in all of 2021 for the Harvard Business Review. And I'm also going to do a shout out for the author, one of the co-authors, Rashika Tolshian, because she's actually joining Brown Ambition later this month. And we're going to talk all about this. So this is a little preview, but I freaking love this article, y'all, because first of all, it just sort of normalizes imposter syndrome. And it also turns it on its head because as women, like if you ever gone to a women's focused event or a women's ev- a career event or a leadership conference, I guarantee you that there was a session on imposter syndrome. But if you go to a conference like a general business conference or a corporate conference where it's majority, you know, guys, because that's just how the world works, I doubt there's going to be a session on imposter syndrome. Or if there is one, it's probably going to have pink and purple colors and be targeting women. The fact of the matter is that both men and women have imposter syndrome because it's a freaking human response. It's a human response to being put into a new situation that you haven't proven yourself in yet and just kind of wondering, you know, can I do this? So first and foremost, imposter syndrome, very normal. Women and men can deal with it. But you ask me, you know, what rituals have you developed to manage it? First and foremost, just acknowledge this is a normal set of emotions. I'm feeling this way because I am challenging myself and that is a good thing. If it is terrifying to show up to work on your first day because you are making a big leap or you have moved up into a new, more senior role, that's how it's supposed to be. You know, you haven't been tested yet. So you're going to feel a little bit nervous. One of my strategies for not so much getting rid of it, because like I said, you just have to learn to live with it. But kind of easing that is having sponsors slash allies that I can turn to for advice. So if there was a hiring manager that brought you into the company, they obviously see potential in you and they wanted you for a reason. So remind yourself that even if I don't know if I can do this, you know, um, Janice or whoever hired you, Richard, they believe in me. They think that I belong here. So let me go to them and, and ask questions. Asking questions is another really um, good tool to use and one that you may be afraid to actually do 
because you're worried, okay, well, if I'm asking questions and people may not think that I'm ready to do this, but your first 30 days on the job, like this is that honeymoon phase when you can, you can ask those questions. You can, you know, make sure you know where the bathroom is and, and on a larger scale, make sure you know how this system works or how that tool works. Ask all your questions, ask all the questions. The worst thing you can do is walk into this role and pretend like you already know what's going on and then just suffer in silence because you're like, oh crap, I have no idea what anyone's talking about. I don't know what those acronyms mean. Ask a lot of questions. And if you don't feel comfortable speaking out in, you know, semi-public settings, like in a group meeting, that's when you turn to that sponsor, that mentor, that ally, the person who brought you in, the person who referred you or your direct, your direct supervisor and just ask them, hey, I've actually, I've been here a few days and I've come up with a list of questions. I would love to grab, you know, half an hour of your time and just walk through these questions so that I feel more prepared to do the job that I'm here to do. Largely in, in companies, you know, you're going to have a team there who's going to want you to succeed because if you don't succeed, then it makes them look bad. And, you know, people don't like to look bad, right? So they're going to want to help you. Ask for help ask questions, recognize that if you're feeling like a bit of an imposter, that's just a sign, girlfriend, that you are doing the right thing, that you are probably in the right place for yourself because you are growing. Okay. Thank you so much for your question, Ashley. I'm going to put a link to that article. I want you all, maybe it's some homework before we get Rashika on the show, the co-author of that article, why we have to tell, why we have to stop telling women they have imposter syndrome. I'm going to post a link to that article from the Harvard Business Review in the show notes, and I cannot wait to have Rashika on later this month. Okay, next question comes from listener Kamiko. I love that name. So beautiful. Kamiko wants to know, I wanted to know what online counseling platform supports you guys. I've been trying to figure it out and my brain is just not recalling it. Okay, Kamiko, this is fine. Our show is supported by an online counseling service called BetterHelp. B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P. And what we love about BetterHelp, and this is free advertising for them, I guess, right now, which is fine, but BetterHelp is an online counseling platform, and I genuinely love this platform, and I love that online therapy has become so normalized in the wake of the pandemic because we haven't been able to go and do the traditional, you know, knock on a door in an office and awkwardly try not to make eye contact with other people in the waiting room um, and try not to think about what they think you're in there for. And sit across from someone, you know, in a whole different space. Now we can do it from the comfort of our home. I actually switched to online therapy, although I found my therapist um, several years ago, and she specialized in in new moms because I found the therapist because I was like, let me get my shit together before I have this kid because I don't want my shit to hurt <laughs> to like you know roll down and and to hinder him. Um, but anyway, I love online therapy. BetterHelp is the service. Go to BetterHelp.com/slash/brownambition, and we have some kind of promo with them right now. Um, but I really encourage it, and I've got several friends and some close family members of mine who have been using online therapy. Um, services like BetterHelp, and they are loving it. You get to log in from home. They match you with a therapist the same way that I was selective when I chose my therapist to be sure that I got a woman who was really comfortable and experienced working with new moms, new career-driven moms. Um, that was really important to me. And you can actually filter and make sure that you specify 
you know, what kind of therapist you're looking for, male, female, you know, if they're LGBTQIA+, all these different factors so that you feel comfortable. Um, so thank you for your question, Kimiko. And I hope that you are on the journey toward better mental health. I mean, that's what 2022 should be all about, right? We've all gone through the crap of the pandemic. It's still happening. It's time for us to take care of ourselves inside as well as outside. All right. I'm just going to take a little breaky break. I'm going to get a sip of coffee and I'll be right back with more of your questions. This is Brown Ambition. Hey, BA fam. This episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Hey, 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 BA fam. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors. That's incredible. This is according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 150 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Okay, it's smart. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Brown Ambition. Just go to Indeed.com slash Brown Ambition right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Brown Ambition. Terms and conditions apply. You need to hire. You need Indeed. Okay. Hey, VA fam. I am back with our third and final question. Thank you so much for sending these in. This question comes from listener Amelia, who spells it with an A, which I secretly love. All right. Google is doing a 20 to 1 stock split in July. I want to start investing for my three-year-old to start his stock portfolio as a part of his financial literacy journey. Which custodial account would you recommend? Okay, so I thought for a second you were going to ask me what I think about the 20 to 1 stock split happening in July from Google. Um, but really, you're just asking basically like, how do I get my three-year-old started investing? And I love that. I'm going to talk a little bit about Google because I think it's really exciting. I mean, a stock split basically makes it more possible because Google, what is Google stock? I don't even know. It's really, really expensive. So if you're someone who wants to buy a share of Google and you don't have enough money for a single share, um, unless you're using an app that allow or a tool or platform that allows you to invest in fractional shares, and a fractional share is exactly what it sounds like. They're basically saying, okay, if you don't have a thousand bucks to buy one single share of this company's stock, we'll let you give us your little, you know, fifty bucks, and we'll give you whatever percentage of that stock, you know, that amounts to which is becoming more and more popular, which is kind of great. Um, but some companies, because their stock, or one of the reasons they're doing this is because their stock has gotten, you know, really, really expensive, and they want to 
make it possible for more people to invest in their shares, they will do a stock split. We actually saw this happen earlier this year with Tesla as well, or actually last year with Tesla as well, which allowed people to get some stock in that company. But when it comes to investing for your little one, um, individual stock investing, whether it's for yourself or for children, I mean, if you listen to the show, y'all know how I kind of feel about that. I think it's great if you've got the time to do the research and you've got the time to dedicate to making your trades and really deeply understanding the companies that you're investing in. But listen, you're a busy mom and I'm a busy mom, so I'm going to guess that you ain't got all the time for that, okay? <laughs> Doesn't mean that you can't buy your son, you know, some shares in Google after they do their stock split in July. That absolutely is possible, but I actually recommend opening up a custodial account for your son. So you can do this through any brokerage firm. I personally went to the same brokerage firm where I hold my investments, Vanguard, and opened a brokerage account, and it's a custodial account, which just means that you know I, the parent, am managing it until I give over control of it to my kid um, after I have you know coached him on how to handle it responsibly and all of that. And so what I actually invest in are mutual funds and index funds. So I don't actually pick any one particular stock. Um, and in fact, the account that I have for my son, they had an investment fund just called Socially Responsible Investing. And it's a mutual fund that basically has a bunch of different um, funds within it that are investing in companies that have you know, met some sort of like standard for social responsibility. And it's a pretty aggressive fund because he's so young and I know he's got time. And when I say aggressive, I just mean it's more heavily invested in stocks than things like cash and bonds because he's young, he's a baby, he's two years old. He's got time to bounce back, you know, if his stocks go down. So that's what I invest in. I opened up that account and I think we could just contribute the same dollar amount. Y'all know I am all about that automation. So I have an automatic debit from my checking account going directly into his brokerage account every month. So I truly set it and forget it. And I just recently checked it. I try not to check it too often because again, I'm not like, I'm not trading. I just set it and forget it. Right. But I, I recently checked it and I was just like, damn, this kid is so far ahead of where I was. Um, geez, I mean, even 15 years ago, let alone when I was a baby. So it made me feel really good as a parent that I am giving him this foundation of financial success. And I think that's why it's such a beautiful thing, Amelia, that you're you know considering doing for your son, because it's just going to make you feel like, especially those times when he's screaming at me because he wants the red popsicle and we only have orange and purple ones left and he's really pissed off and he's screaming and the world is ending and I want to clow my eyeballs out and go hide in the bathroom with a bottle of wine and drink myself to death. <laughs> it helps me think, okay, listen, he's going to be okay and he's going to be so grateful one day because at least I did this one thing right for him, okay? I may not have the red popsicles when I have to have the red popsicles, but by God, this kid is gonna have some investments. You know, he's gonna have a little nest egg that he can start building wealth upon when he's old enough and ready to get started. Um, and I think that's just wonderful that you're gonna give your son that same, you know, financial foundation. So I hope this was helpful. As far as which account specifically, like I said, I went to the same brokerage fund that I use. So Vanguard, I've used Ally Invest in the past. Um, 
I know there's people who've used um, Charles Schwab, Fidelity. I mean, there's all these options out there. But if you're happy with wherever you have your investments, you know, just for ease of only having one login to remember, you know, you could just start there. But I'm a big fan of those funds that are sort of pre-selected. Um, and still at a relatively low cost. They don't have a ton of fees, but they're pre-selected. All you got to do is automatically deposit your money into it each month and you just let it rock from there. So hopefully that was helpful. Thank you again so much, Amelia, for your questions. Thank you all for your questions. Keep them coming. Hit us up, brownambitionpodcast at gmail.com. Hit us up by email there or go to at brownambitionpodcast on IG and slide into our DMs with your money questions Don't forget to ask if you can be anonymous, if you don't want your name out there. Otherwise, I will put your name out there um, and I don't want to get anyone in trouble. So definitely hit us up. Thank you again for supporting the show. Don't forget to tell a friend about the show. Like I said at the top, take a picture, take a screenshot of this episode. Let people know that you're listening. Um, Tag us at Brown Ambition Podcast on Instagram. You can also tag me. I'm at Mandy Money. That's Mandy with an I on IG as well. And thank y'all again. I will see y'all next week for more BA Q&A. The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen.